0: Listening to more trailer than Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am Barnabas.
1: And I am Samuel. Welcome to episode number 52.
0: This episode is titled The Host with the Ghost. Uh And if you uh, couldn't have guessed, or maybe you did and you're a genius, I don't know, this episode is going to focus on the ones that we listen to and love the most when it comes to horror. The hosts, of course.
1: But don't genius live in a lamp?
0: Sometimes, (laughs) unless you rub them out. Oh, that was innuendo. (laughs) You got to rub it real good. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then you get three. my virgin ears. (laughs) And then you get three wishes. So, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that a little later on in the show. Of course, we've got some other great segments and movies that we're going to talk about as well. So, be sure to stick around. As always, though, we do have to give a quick shout out to Sports Radio Detroit. Our gracious hosts. Sam, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find Sports Radio Detroit?
1: They can find Sports Radio Detroit on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search up SRD. That's Sports Radio Detroit, not Detroit Sports Radio. There is a significant difference, my friends. Not
0: only in the order of the words, but just like the entity itself.
1: Yes, we are are superior to everyone (laughs) in quality and in quantity.
0: Thanks, Sean Connery.
1: You're welcome, <laughs> young man. Uh,
0: okay, so anyway, what's going on in the world of horror, Samuel? Well,
1: unfortunately, there's a Dave Franco horror film coming.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You're not excited by that at all?
1: Dave Franco is such a fucking douchebag. I don't know. I mean, at least he comes off that way in the movies he plays. So you yeah. tell him what's going on.
0: I mean, James Franco can be a huge douchebag, too. but oh, yeah, he's But, like a pretty but nice he's guy. James Franco, though. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I hear it. He he can do whatever he wants, basically. When
1: he's a dick, it's it, he's funny. But when yeah. when his brother's a dick, <laughs>
0: it's like, man, I hate this guy. Like <laughs> in, uh, is it, it was twenty two yeah, Jump Street. Yeah, yeah,
1: he was. Uh, oh man, he was the most annoying.
0: He is coming back and making his directorial debut with a horror film titled The Rental, and it's got Dan Stevens and Allison Brie as the main stars. So it sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a more of a thriller. Um, probably like a home invasion thing about two couples who rent a vacation home for like a weekend. So I'm assuming that there's going to be some creepy guy that doesn't come off as creepy at first and then he's going to like fuck with them. Or there's a
1: witch living in the walls.
0: That would be cool. That would be dope. Yeah. I'm just thrown off by the whole like horror thriller thing that it specifies, you know?
1: Or what if they just like snap and start, what if like. Like, the, the husband fucks the other dude's wife and then also vice versa. Like, they fuck each other's wives and then they both find out and then it's just like a bloodbath. Like, that some jealousy insane. stuff.
0: Oh, That's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that's what's going to happen in the rental, but... I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. I'm kind of interested that Dave Franco is also writing the script with Joe Swanberg, who's like kind of a indie hipster director guy. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, he makes a lot of, like, micro-budget movies, so... Uh, I am interested, but there's no release date or anything like that yet, so I'm just gonna have to keep an eye on it, I guess. When James Franco comes out and makes a horror movie, though... Oh, yeah, man, I'll watch
1: know. it. Because yeah. the the su- <laughs> that apocalyptic movie that he was in with Seth Rogen and oh, Jonah yeah. Hill and everyone, that was dope. This is the end, I think? Yes. Yeah. My favorite part was when uh, Jonah Hill gets raped by the demon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, not to laugh at rape, but that part was oh, funny.
1: Oh, if it's Jonah Hill and a demon, <laughs> and a then, then yeah. it's funny, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. That interview that he gave like right after was hilarious. But uh, hey, let's move on. Uh, the Rental coming out by Dave Franco. Next up, Dario Argento. Uh-oh. We haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> the last movie he did was Utter Trash. Was it? That yeah. Argento's Dracula. Yeah, I basically tried a Dracula reboot, but it was super weird. And it was not good at all. Damn, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. I think that was like 2017 or something. I'm
1: not sure. Magento did something like pretty recent too. Not like, I'm this century recent on <laughs> Ma- masters of horror, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that was, was really
0: good. That was really fucking good. That was yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Jennifer was awesome. But that was like 2004 or something ever since he entered like the 2010s, not as good of a track record, but he is coming out with a new project which uh, he's saying is a film divided into eight episodes. So it sounds like he's either doing like a cocky like you know like here's my movie with like a prologue and an epilogue. Like here's an eight yeah. fucking
1: hour movie. Like, <laughs> like the <laughs> house that Jack built like oh, some
0: crazy shit. But So it's either that or he's doing an anthology. I'm leaning more toward like the first thing. But it still sounds pretty cool. He said we have two or three titles and then we decide the protagonist will be a woman and they're going to shoot it in English. So that's pretty much all the information that there is. Well, the
1: protagonist would should be a woman. That's what makes these, a lot of these, like, if he's going to make a Giallo-style movie, mm-hmm. that's what makes them interesting. I don't give a fuck about, well, that well, Blade in the Dark is a different story, but because dude, dude was right, but I, I don't care, some asshole running around, mm, someone's trying to kill me. Like, get out of here, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. kill him, be a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, overall, I like his work, so I'm oh, yeah. pretty pumped by it. We
1: still got. I still got to watch. I haven't seen Opera yet. I feel ashamed. Oh, me neither.
0: I know. Got to watch it. I really feel ashamed. I've seen like all the screenshots with the woman with the forks, yeah, and stuff. And I'm like, how am I not watched this movie? Yeah. It was kind of hard to find for a while, so I just didn't watch it. But oh, you Amazon the Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you, Amazon. Yeah,
0: thanks, Amazon. But uh, yeah, let's move on from that one. Once we have more info, we'll let you guys know. Another name that I personally really like a lot is uh also coming back with a horror film robert rodriguez he's still pretty prominent in the horror community even though he does a lot of like he did like desperado once upon a time in mexico like those yeah, yeah yeah action like mexican movies but and he also just directed that alita battle angel thing that billy blair is in oh he's he's in he directed it. oh shit yeah it was like a $200 million budgeted movie and, or something And now like that. this one is $7,000. Yeah. He's he's making a return to horror again with uh, a $7,000 movie, which is basically his budget at the beginning of his career. So he's making he's going back to like that, I'm assuming. Damn. But this one sounds cool. It's called Red 11. And basically it's, I'm going to describe this. Imagine uh, being like a drug tester.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so this guy is basically that. And the movie essentially just revolves around that character like navigating around this like medical research center or whatever. And I don't know. It sounds pretty interesting. There's also a poster. I don't know. That's
1: $7,000 budget's kind of like... Yeah, yeah
0: it's going to look super low budget. But if anybody can pull it off, I think it's Robert Rodriguez. I mean,
1: how low budget was insane. So, I mean, I guess yeah, someone I else know. can pull some shit off.
0: I'm assuming that movie was at least in the th- Tens of thousands of dollars. You know? think so? <laughs> yeah, because even though he shot it with an iPhone, like, you know, there had to be some production to it because it looked decent. You know, so yeah, I guess. I mean, it looked pretty good, honestly.
1: Probably had to pay an editor, and that's about it. Like, yeah. hey, can you fucking do this shit right here? Like, or, yeah, I'll cut that out. Yeah, and that's or
0: it. he or he did it for like five hundred bucks, and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that specific detail. <laughs> well, you that's know, okay. But, we don't have to know everything. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I mean i'm pretty pumped for it and it's a return to horror for him so that's that's really all i need to like watch it so let's move on we've got a couple trailer announcements real quick and then we're gonna get into our first segment so the first one is uh for doom annihilation
1: nope <laughs> nope <laughs> immediately a no immediately a no because i watched doom yeah okay that's all I'll say. So it's, it's, I've watched it. It
0: might be helpful to know that this movie has no connection to the original like Doom film remake at all. Okay. Oh, this is like something else? This is totally different, yeah. This isn't connected to that. Is the it? Rock is not coming back. <laughs> is it by New Line? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so, actually. This one is like a pretty Isn't New Line thing gone? Kinda. I think so, yeah.
1: Isn't that like just like Universal Studios? I don't know what the fuck's going on with the... We're yeah. film fans. I'm not a fucking production company fan. I don't give yeah. a shit. Uh,
0: Universal 1440 Entertainment is the production company of Doom Annihilation, but it, so it's like a you know subsidiary thing of Universal Pictures. So it's still a pretty big production. company. Okay,
1: so Universal. Yeah, like I literally just called that. I was like, Universal yeah. as a joke, <laughs> and then boom. Okay,
0: yeah, there you go.
1: So yeah, crap. <laughs> I can yeah. already feel it. Yeah, it's like imagine right now if fucking uh let's let just say, let's just say universal is like yeah we're gonna remake jason like yeah. it will be some dumb shit like jason x like
0: yeah well that's why that's why the whole uh actually i'm not sure if they did all the like the mummy with tom cruise you, did, did they do that i know it's a universal thing but i think they did. i think they did yeah. you know
1: what needs to happen um from now on, here's how, like, the only people that should direct horror. There should be tryouts, right? Okay. And one of the cr- critiquers is, like, fucking... What's his name? Simon from American Idol. <laughs> and if your movie isn't... He doesn't think it's good, mm. you can't be a horror director. <laughs> like, and that's it. There needs to be, like, a really, really thin line. Because I don't give a fuck if you're if you're hired by New Line or Dimension Films or fucking Universal. You're probably going to ruin something horror by making it just super... <laughs> I don't know why I, I I think this but like anytime like any of these movies are made like I think just Spielberg, I don't know why like yeah. when like when a horror movie gets put mainstream and like and it's just like boom boom and there's like yeah and I'm just like ah, Spielberg. <laughs> because yeah. you know at the you know at the end of Paranormal Activity 1 Spielberg told them to add a yeah, sc- yeah, scary saw, fucking yeah. face and that's
0: I mean you know he, I can't talk too much shit because he did direct Jaws obviously but
1: yeah but that was a long time ago
0: yeah (laughs) we
1: still got old directors that are stuck in their head like they think well just look oh absolutely yeah you know what i noticed too like and i don't know if you've noticed this i watch house on haunted hill urban legends Mm -hmm. a lot of these 90s movies and even uh that that witch house they'll have a a shot of someone from the side talking and for some reason the camera keeps tilting like to the side have you noticed that about 90s movies like they always (laughs) like tilt like watch uh
0: Doom Annihilation is coming out. No! No! It follows a group of space marines as they respond to a distress call from a base. So it's basically like the origin of Doom. No! I don't want it! <laughs> I will say that the practical effects look pretty decent, but it still doesn't look that great. So. I don't want to I don't want that! <laughs> well, you don't have to. Okay! <laughs> okay! Okay. But this is coming out fall 2019. There's no uh, specific date yet as far as I know. The next trailer is uh, another new Charles Manson thing, because why not? We need more. Oh, my God. Next. (laughs) But but it does look good, I will say. It's called Charlie Says, releasing May 10th in theaters and on VOD. And uh, it's got Matt Smith, the last, I believe, Doctor Who. No, no, no. He was like the 10th one or something. I don't know. I don't watch Doctor Who. But anyway, (laughs) he was Doctor Who. But yeah, he's in this as Charles Manson. But the movie kind of focuses more on the aftermath, with flashbacks uh, about the three women who like got incarcerated and survived the whole like thing afterwards you know so it honestly it looks really well produced the actors that they cast are great so i am kind of looking forward to it but i'm not like a super big manson guy or anything yeah i'm
1: not either i've already seen wolves at the door so it's kind of like all right i've i've seen enough manson we've seen the strangers which was like loosely based on the mansons We've seen Jackals and all these cult movies and I'm 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 just done with like real serial killers. Like I've watched enough I watched both Ed Gein movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched the Bundy movie, I watched the Dahmer movie, I watched the fucking Gacy movie. Like they had yeah. some lower key ones back in the day and I'm I just don't care for real serial killers. Like
0: Honestly though, as long as Netflix keeps putting out the stupid documentaries that everybody just fangirls over, they're probably gonna keep making Those movies, too.
1: Yeah. Kill me, Mr. Bundy. Like, why? Why would you want that? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't... That's a... Oh, man. That's a whole other can of worms, but... (laughs) Fucking serial
1: killer fetish. Okay.
0: But anyway, uh, the last trailer that we have to announce for you guys is called The Wind. It's uh, directed by Emma Tammy, and it's uh, being... Labeled as a horror western, so I'm kind of like immediately interested because
1: I I saw a movie about like vampires in the Wild West, so I'm not surprised anymore. But like, I I literally sat there for five minutes, like, do I really want to watch a western horror movie? Like, you know, because hee bang bang, diggity, and like, ha I blah here, yeah. <laughs> you know like, he's like eha <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm gonna suck your
0: blood boy yeehaw like you know it's I, like no. i actually saw a western vampire like horror comedy with bruce Campbell in it no
1: this one wasn't a comedy this one was for real
0: oh, <laughs> probably hilariously bad but all right the last real good one in my opinion was bone tomahawk which is i haven't seen it sick yeah the... that's a vampire one no you'll see but it, it's it starts off. I'll say it starts off kind of from Dust till dawn-esque. Like you don't really ex- like think of it as a horror film, but like the last part is fucking crazy. So anyway, the wind uh, is coming out April fifth in theaters and on demand, and it's uh it, it's very like vague. Basically, just uh, states it explores an unseen evil as it haunts the homestead in this chilling folkloric yada 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 but yeah it takes place in like 19th century you know america like on the frontier and shit and it follows this uh one couple and this woman's i guess thinks she's you know hearing stuff and seeing stuff and it seems kind of in the vein of like the baba duke i think it was compared to and oh. uh you know like kind of those slow burn movies with the witch i don't have a problem with those yeah no i like those usually but if you are interested in it april 5th is uh when it comes out so samuel let's uh move on now in our next segment we're going to highlight a cult classic horror movie and kind of give a retrospective and our, our thoughts on it and we're going to do so in this week's cult corner welcome back bulls and ghouls in this week's cult corner we have pretty dope movie tales from the crypt demon Knights.
1: one of my favorites now ever since i watched it i i I watched this for the first time i think it was what was it two or three weeks ago something like that yeah and i did i didn't know what to expect but i was not fucking disappointed at all this is one of the more badass movies that i've ever watched
0: have you watched bordello of blood yet
1: yeah i watched that and when i watched it i think i told you i realized i had already watched it Mm. Because I think I watched it with you here like like two years ago, <laughs> yeah. like when I was still injured because I remember that scene where they get into a coffin and they drop down the yeah we literally watched that like recently and they kill
0: all the vampires with the squirt guns and yeah, shit. yeah, we watched that yeah. recently
1: I don't okay. know I don't know why it gave me Fr- fright night part <laughs> two vibes though
0: kinda yeah, I think it was a lot on the part of uh the female vampire Lilith yeah. And also, I guess just the general cinematography, the visuals to it seem kind of similar. Both uh, Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood
1: are guilty of using the same stupid camera technique where it's looking at two people from the side having a conversation, but for whatever fucking reason, the camera wants to start tilting. (laughs) Why? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that was a thing in the 90s like they thought I guess they thought it like built suspense like like when you get anxiety and you're having like tunnel vision and you're like whoa but it's really useless in scenes where like there's just dialogue and there's nothing happening and they would do that a lot in House on Haunted Hill, Demon Knight, fucking Witch House, Night of the Demons 3, Urban Legend, I can go on. And you know what's yeah. funny is Scream did not do that. That's like one of the the 90s movies that was like yeah, we're not going to do that. That's fucking dumb, like
0: yeah i guess because it was more mocking 80s stuff i guess possibly, so yeah but i don't know that's just my thought but yeah I, I will agree with that a lot of the cinematography not great you had those really like weird high up kind of shots but at, like fucking, an angle yeah
1: i hate that i hate that. i know exactly <laughs>
0: but but that side though a lot of the other cinematography was pretty enjoyable oh yeah yeah and the movie itself is just awesome
1: yeah demon knight is probably one of my like top five like old school movies now like this I, I don't know why movies like this uh night of the demons 976 evil mm-hmm. they all got like the same like and demons obviously but yeah. they all got like the same type of vibes to me this one was a little bit more like i don't want to say lighthearted because people get fucking murdered brutally but like <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's serious even though it's a serious movie you know what i mean yeah, like, sure, yeah. I, don't, I don't know like somehow like if it, it takes itself seriously but at the same time it's like a really laid back film like I don't know how to yeah. explain it
0: That that's how a lot of the Tales from the Crypt stuff kind of is because one you have the Crypt Keeper as the host which we'll get into more in our main oh. segment uh-huh. but not, it not only has him who who is a he's a humorous you know host as as most of them are um, but you know he's really like punny and shit yeah. so a lot of the stories end up being very ironic and so i think that's i don't know this is my conspiracy theory it's all kind of part because he's telling Mm -hmm. the stories you know so it's kind of part of his little personality the crypt keepers so anyway so yeah it's kind of funny but it's not like intentionally haha yeah funny but then you have billy zane as the collector yeah and he just naturally is very charismatic and like cracking jokes all the time and shit
1: i was i was surprised when i saw him yeah honestly i was like yo Is he gonna fuck this movie up? Honestly, that's the first thing I thought. Is he gonna be the reason I don't like this movie? No, I thought initially I wasn't, but like I was wrong.
0: Dude, honestly, he's probably like my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, you know, well, it's either that or or uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's, or I guess Jada Pinkett's. (laughs) You don't fuck uh, with Breaker uh, Evolution. (laughs) Breaker is cool, you know, but he's just like that. Really, he's not generic, but he's kind of generic, you know.
1: Jada Pinkett was smart for like spitting that fucking shit out on his yeah. face
0: that's why that's why she was the chosen one but see i like that whole story kind of thing through this movie with the whole like passing down the lineage you know like that kind yeah. of that kind of concept is very commonly used but not in this sort of instance mm-hmm. so it's super interesting and i really like movies that introduce like this character and this antagonist that have like already been like battling one another or something like that you know it's pretty cool
1: so when you watch uh do you think bordello of blood because that came out after demon Night, right
0: uh yes they came out like 96 95 i think demon Night was first
1: so yeah would you agree that um jada pinkett's character Ger- was it Jerilyn?
0: Jerilyn, Jerilyn or whatever
1: <laughs> they in bordello of blood we saw that that vial of jesus blood yeah would that confirm that she's dead?
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know because I don't yeah. completely remember from yeah. that or she have lost it or something.
1: They never like got into that. That's what like really bothered me after yeah, I watching.
0: I, I feel like if she died and like whoever the next collector was like stole it, that they would have already like ended the world or whatever. So yeah. something, something had to have happened, but initially they were actually supposed to connect demon Knight with like two other movies uh, that one that the Keeper mentioned at the end, dead easy, and there was another one planned, but it never happened. Instead, they made Bordello of Blood, and then they made this one called Ritual or something like that. Like I don't think in, I in the 2000s. yeah, I've never seen it, but that it's one <laughs> apparently was like the trilogy, you know, like the conclusion of Demon Night and Bordello of Blood, which, I don't know. but it wasn't like nearly as good as. What any was of them it I've called? Heard. Ritual, I think. Yeah, it. It. I don't know. It looks really weird. I don't even... I think it's like some voodoo shit or something. Oh, well, yeah. why not? I mean, I, I want to watch it because it's Tales from the Crypt, but...
1: Yeah, but you don't, don't want to... I don't know. And it's like you said early 2000s, right? So like... Yeah. It might... You m- might have that early 2000s nostalgia to it, which will make it like pretty decent.
0: Yeah, there is that at least. Unless they just shot it like horribly. Yeah. You I don't know, because yeah. that'll ruin anything, but... I'm not sure, but... Yeah, Demon Knight, though, was awesome. It, it It's interesting, too, because it came out right at, like, the tail end of Tales from the Crypt's, like, whole existence, you know, because it ended yeah. in, like, 96 or 97, I think. So, I don't know, it's pretty interesting. And, like like I said to you uh, before we started doing this, the last two seasons were, like, okay, but not as good creatively or anything as the previous seasons. But they released Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood, two like really awesome movies oh yeah
1: i i think i enjoyed both of them equally i want to say that but then i think about like the tone of like both the movies Mm -hmm. and like i don't know bordello of blood was like really funny at times especially with like the the main private investigator dude like he was just quick-witted and everything and demon knight was more of like a what the fuck's gonna happen look at all these demons how what are we gonna do movie like demons or night of the demons and I think that's why, like, I hold this one in high regard. Plus, you know, what's his name? The Collector, was it? Yeah, like, Billy Zane. He he kind of, like, I mean, I like Breaker a lot, but, like, I think I'd like him a lot less if, like, the Collector, like, wasn't in the movie. Yeah, They're both at their best when they're interacting with each other in the movie. And then when he interacts with Geraldine, you know, like... I mean, it was pretty good, but, like, I don't know. For me, like, Breaker and his interactions are, like... That, better ones that's what i was me. talking
0: about like before you know with them already like being established as enemies yeah i think that adds like so much to just their characters and the dialogue because oh, yeah, they cause have that like, chemistry already yeah you and
1: then you're like god knows how long these two have been like at each other's throats mm. for too and yeah when neither of them can die so
0: presuming it's the the 80s or like set in the 80s since breaker acquired his whole like destiny uh in i think world war Two, that would that would be pretty long
1: yeah and, and it just started to pursue them like at the end they should make like a yeah. a movie about like what happened up to that point like a whole that's, series that's what
0: I really wanted is like Jada Pinkett Smith to come back and I guess they either get that same dude or no they couldn't because they couldn't make them look the same age they're supposed to be the same they're yeah. not supposed to age so I don't know how they couldn't I guess which yeah, sucks they're both, pro- <laughs> they're both old now aren't they oh yeah
1: This was 95.
0: I mean, Jada Pickett-Smith still looks good and everything, you know, but she doesn't look as young as she did back then. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we would have to get new actors and shit. Mm -hmm.
0: But, I mean, that's just how it is, I guess. It'd be cool if they did a reboot and then if they did sequels, just do it like really immediately after and do like three films and just that's it, you know, or something like that. But for what it is, as the solo movie, Demon Knight is awesome. I mean, it ends cool like you want a sequel, But then you also just expect, like, this is just going to happen forever and ever. Yeah. Apparently, unless the demons win one day or something. But you don't really expect that to happen. So, yeah, the whole concept and everything behind this was really cool. I like that they were all, like, trapped inside this one, like, big building. They're being attacked by demons, you know, from everywhere, like it was a really cool, it was a really cool concept i had a lot of fun just watching it oh yeah
1: i forgot dick miller was in this yeah i remember when i saw him he, i saw him in the burbs last night too and i got so sad i was like
0: god damn it
1: yeah he
0: dude he's awesome in pretty much
1: everything he kind of plays small the same soldiers, character yeah. a lot but in small soldiers he was like the older like mm-hmm. not serious fellow but he was like the older nice fellow has like, he ever been young that's the question in any movie like <laughs> ever
0: just in real life i don't think so yeah i don't know he's like benjamin button he probably. was
1: born an old man
0: <laughs> maybe he was young at some point but we just don't know because it was like so long ago that there are no pictures maybe he just wasn't in horror <laughs> when he was
1: younger you know i don't know unless he played probably like fucking Loki, he played frankenstein's monster in like a
0: fucking movie yeah we just I, never knew i, I don't it know that much Boris about the color. <laughs> like, maybe maybe so i think uh, i've said pretty much all i want to say about demon knight in particular but uh we do of course have to mention the crypt keeper and that brings up uh pretty much our main segment but before we dive into it we do have to give some shout outs to some other srd shows do you love pop culture discussions about pop culture ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other
1: I i mean i do think flea's a good bass player he does what he does very well and like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric, and what is so funny? What I just didn't like?
0: know he talks so long about flea. I, did, I didn't know anybody I had mean, so many just, feelings. I do so I many. I got, got feelings. And... <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over under fair, your final word in pop cultural relevance. Hi, this is Jason Pinkham from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Radio Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. And we're back. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Crypt Keeper and a plethora of other awesome horror hosts go around i really kind of wanted to because you actually literally just sent me a photo of the joe bob briggs yeah as we were talking last driving thing yep so i was like you know that'd be kind of cool to talk about because horror hosts were like a big deal back in like the 70s and 80s and stuff yeah but ever since like you know the new century they haven't really been around that much like the only nationally hosted kind of thing that was even remotely popular more or less correct me if i'm wrong but it's probably like mystery science theater 3000 and like that had a hiatus too i'm pretty sure so yeah there there's hadn't really been that many but now like Elvira's kind of making a comeback joe bob briggs has the last drive-in thing yeah, it's coming out on shutter soon yep and we're like he already did have some stuff on shutter from like last year now they're bringing it back because their servers crashed and everything when like they first started streaming a lot of the uh last drive and stuff and because it was so popular like a lot of people watched it I guess it goes to show how many people actually use shutter yeah but so that's awesome you know like a lot of local stations still have uh some like horror hosts you know like those kind of shows like (laughs) spangoolie and uh What's another one? This Count Gore Duvall or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't really know them because they're all from, like, the 60s and 70s. But, like, a lot of cities still have these guys. But nationally, not really that many. But we are getting back, like, Twilight Zone now, too. Yeah, that's what's, that's
1: what's cool. And uh, I wish they would bring back, like, just, just make people want to do horror anthologies again. Like, yeah. like, even just the shows, like, if... If the show Slasher, Mm -hmm. like, if each episode was about a different, like, Slasher incident and it was an hour long, that would be dope.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: Not half an hour episode about the same Slasher through 12 episodes.
0: I mean, it sounds like the stories are at least pretty decent, but that that would be cool, I think. If it has an awesome host, like, even better, you know? Yeah, honestly, that's what we need. I miss the Crypt Keeper and... And Rod Serling, even and I remember when I turn on know, Sci-Fi and I see Rod Serling,
1: and, hey, but, 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 you know, yeah. no 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 and I'm like yeah this guy's
0: this guy's serious. Turn on uh, Unsolved Mysteries, see Robert Stack. I really miss those kind of shows and uh, series and everything you know because you had a character that you could kind of relate to and you like seeing again, you know, because they always had some kind of cool little quip or <laughs> little act that they did, you know, like Alfred Hitchcock when he was doing uh Alfred Hitchcock presents. He always kind of had some cool like setup when you when you saw him, but like before the actual episode or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's that's when people were like creative. Nowadays, mm-hmm. like just like here's some horror. There you go. and You're just like oh shit. Basically. No one's gonna like let me like give me the like down low real quick. Like mm-hmm. bro, the Crypt Keeper was always there. Hello, boys and gl-. I can't do yeah. his fucking voice. <laughs> e- he, like he had the fucking. He had that crazy laugh. Yeah, I ca- I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's like, so hard. It's, these people are n- like they can't be copied, man. Like I mean, mm. even if you can do a good impression, like these these hosts were like a big deal for us because like they always would like these quick witted. Like you mentioned about the crib keeper earlier when we were talking punny. Yeah, he's always like
0: exciting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or like when he chops off his hand, like he gets his hand chopped off, mm. he'll he'll make a pun about I got a hand you. like you know <laughs> something just fucking just really fucking zany you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i know they're
0: super entertaining
1: it feel it felt more like (laughs) welcoming for me you know what i mean because like they they acknowledge they have a fan base and they would address us directly i like Mm. it i like that like the host made it like you know personal and i i feel like it's more professional too honestly i mean like hello Oh, hello. Shit. Oh, hello. (laughs) Me? Yeah, hello. Like, you know,
0: like, like, yeah, you immediately become engaged with it. Yeah, especially
1: as a kid when we'd see that shit, Mm -hmm. you know? I remember watching Creep Show 2 as a kid, and then the creep was like, he he just showed up. Yeah. They didn't show him in the real world until the end, but like, he showed up as the cartoon and he was like following that kid or whatever. And he'd be talking to us like right before every start of every uh, segment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even the Tales from the Crypt movie had like, different like crypt keeper mm-hmm. but like because it was like 1970 fucking something <laughs> that's when they were trying to take it seriously also fun fact uh did you know that creep show like george A. romero and stephen king sought to like make their own ver- like basically reboot tales from the crypt the original movie and they came out with creep show instead mm-hmm. which
0: yeah it's kind of interesting because uh they developed this character that would be very difficult to make into a real person because really kind of up until Tales from the Crypt we never had any like animatronic or puppets yeah, as yeah, no. fucking <laughs> hosts you know so At least it, in it was horror. pretty cool yeah
1: because you know we had the the Muppets and shit you know? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: well yeah, in horror. <laughs> <laughs> Although I mean, I think the uh, Muppets horror movie would be kind of, uh, that, would, that would be cool. that would be sick. They need to release some shit now. Mm-hmm. You got me thinking. Like they got that Happy Town, whatever the fuck, murders with Melissa McCarthy. They can make a horror movie. We need
1: some more like uh, we need some more kids based scary shit because mm-hmm. like that's how kids get introduced to through horror. Is like these little these little TV shows that aren't, like, super, like, gory or super over-the-top, like watching a snuff film, you know? Because yeah. if you showed a kid a snuff film, he'd fucking go crazy. He'd oh, lose yeah. his mind and become a murderer or something.
0: That That's how you can, you know, breed a serial killer right Oh, there. yeah.
1: <laughs> Just, like, start off how, like I did. Start watching Are You Afraid of the Dark and mm-hmm. Goosebumps and shit. And then when you're in the two digits, like 10 and you're like all right you know i can handle this shit then you can watch jason chop people to pieces right. and you know it's 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 a process that's a when process. i watched
0: like poltergeist and <laughs> all that crazy shit Yeah,
1: i watched child's play in halloween when i was six and mm-hmm. i've
0: it never bothered me you know like i never killed people right well first of all it's because like you probably know you're not a possessed doll well, or an escaped mental patient yeah right?
1: but what oh, yeah. It, But if i'm crazy though how <laughs> would i know i'm not an escaped mental patient
0: Depends what kind of crazy you are, I guess. I'm not an escaped
1: mental (laughs) patient. It's like, that's exactly what an escaped mental patient would say.
0: But kind of going along with that, you know, it is really cool that a lot of these hosts had uh, all these different kind of personalities and stuff like that. So that made it super engaging. Everyone was like kind of different, but they all were essentially like, yeah, I know that you're a horror nerd, so I'm just going to hit you with all. All these puns, and oh, you're, gonna, really? you're gonna laugh, and you're gonna enjoy this movie. Even and he though was shit. right. And he was right. Everything. Yeah, exactly. So everybody was like that, pretty much. Rod Serling and them were kind of kind of different because they were way more serious. Yeah, but still very.
1: And, cool. about, and what we believe to be that... Is yeah. Rod Serling just kind of uh, yeah. made you depressed. Yeah, you're because just all you're, that
0: existential dialogue. You're just like,
1: <laughs> why? He's like a fucking news reporter, mm-hmm. but just for fucking fake news like (laughs) aliens and spaceships and pig lady surgeons and that was weird that was great honestly
0: (laughs) no but i i I miss them a lot so i'm really glad that like joe bob is still around i never even knew that he had his own stuff in like the 80s no i didn't know know, because i mean we grew up in the 90s early 2000s so tales from the crypt and that stuff was like more prominent you know but I think that's really cool. So that's probably why like a shit ton of people watched his stuff on Shutter, you know. But he's here. Elvira's kind of coming back. What I really want to see. She's is, still looking good. She is. <laughs> but what I really want to see though is more like new hosts that are still creative, but you know they're on like a national level.
1: You know what needs to happen? Like you know how Fearnet was like an on-demand network on mm-hmm. Comcast. They need to release a cable network. That's only horror. They have that on Pluto TV, but, like, I'm talking about, like, the horror channel, where there's people always sitting around and discussing this stuff, and yeah, just, cool. like, an ESPN for horror. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that would be dope. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be down to, like... And they need to
0: have some hosted stuff. You yeah,
1: know? who better than to... You know who should host? The devil. <laughs> just give him the role, man. He'll just stand yeah. there. No pitchfork, by the way, because that's Poseidon. That's bullshit, <laughs> all right? Don't <laughs> fucking... Just give it'll be cool. Just have the devil hosting. Hey, kitties. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: No, I think so too. I'll actually. be like
1: most people turn away from me, but sometimes people ask me for a favor, and you'll learn the repercussions in this week's mm-hmm. episode. And then it's like a deal with the devil episode, and he'll make like special guest appearances in the in the show. Like he'll be standing in the background watching people, main characters as they talk, like a mm-hmm. Easter egg and shit. Think about that. Like
0: that would be pretty cool. I I liked the going off of that note. I liked in Demon Night which I didn't say, but the collector at the very end started like whistling the tales from the crypt theme. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually now that I think about it, I guess that also kind of lends to like, it really is like the crypt keepers story mm-hmm. that he's telling. And it's just like, it's, he probably wrote it, you know? Uh, but anyway, yeah, I like when they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that stuff shit is badass. Cool. Yeah. So, but, but that's what I wish for. I wish we definitely had like more nationally recognized, like really cool horror hosts that just had all their own shows. Cause I mean, those were those were the times, man. You know, you could just be like, "Yeah, I'm about to watch Rod Serling. Yeah, I'm about to watch the Crypt Keeper or whatever." You know, I'm gonna
1: flip it to Channel Thirteen.
0: Yeah, and then you just see like the whole setup. Like they usually had like some really dingy like basement that they or it ran looks like are in a dungeon or like exactly.
1: or like in a castle or they're at like a fucking like a prison execution mm-hmm. place and they're just all chilling there with tables and shit.
0: You know what I have always really wanted? is like actual Fright Night with Peter Vincent, you yeah. know? Yeah, because that was one of my favorite That'll parts about Fright Night was like he had this whole really cool show that he hosted and he showed all these dope like cheesy, you know, horror movies. You think
1: back in the day they had like low-key like shows like that, like local shows and stuff oh, like yeah. that? Yeah. Man, we grew up in the wrong time.
0: <sighs> that That's what like Sven Gulli and all that stuff is because he's like only available in like Chicago or something and there were a bunch of those kinds you know that was like back in the day but they're still around but you can still only see some of those shows if you live in like dc or chicago or whatever i don't know as far as i know there's no michigan based ones but i could be wrong joe bob is kind of up there on the national scale they were talking about bringing the crypt keeper back but i don't think that's happening anymore i really Mm -hmm. wanted to see new tales from the crypt
1: yeah damn
0: yeah, so my what the fuck? my main hope right now is that Jordan Peele ends up being like a really good host, and they just get him to host like more stuff.
1: I think Jordan, like I already called it after Get Out. I hear Us already has like a one hundred percent rating from critics, mm-hmm. and you know he mentioned his favorite director was Carpenter, and before I even like, n- and his favorite villain was Michael. Mm-hmm. Before I even like knew that shit, I was saying how he's the next Carpenter, and like you could see like the like he has like that psychological like brain like like how carpenter invented cigarette burns you know like yeah people can make some shit like that and i think i don't care what anyone says i don't care what these fucking hillbillies who fucking love rob zombie have <laughs> shit to say for, on these horror groups on facebook where all they do is like put down fucking n- new movies and some- shit and, like you can't argue with my opinion because that's what it is. It's an opinion. Watch watch Jordan Peel. He's gonna be one of the best. If he keeps doing this and he keeps making good horror, there is no fucking way he's not gonna be one of the best directors.
0: I, I think one of the things that separates Carpenter too is the fact that pretty much all of his movies are like so wildly different. Yeah. With like different concepts and stuff. So if Jordan Peel keeps making stuff like that, I mean I think you could totally be 100% right. I mean look so. what's going to
1: happen. Jordan Peele the Twilight Zone, right? Mm-hmm. And we got us. Mm-hmm. We we already had get out.
0: I think Jordan Peele is going to be not only an awesome director, but I hope that he either does like more Twilight Zone or maybe he like has his own sh- like horror show or something he like sh- he that. He should have know? his
1: own whole like staple of yeah. horror
0: the jordan peele network
1: yeah i'd fucking tune in
0: dude I'm, i'd am i be so down on that
1: he's definitely gonna throw in keegan michael key as one of the characters in his movies oh yeah you know I, who, hope so. <laughs> I think jordan peele should direct the next scary movie instead of the wayans brothers because he can actually probably make that shit funny again
0: dude that would be hilarious think about they, that but key and peel obviously have to be the main character oh yeah fuck yeah no doubt yeah or some something like that i think would be uh pretty awesome because i'm i'm missing the the variety you know a lot yeah, of stuff is just old now
1: nothing's really left in terms of like i i don't feel like <laughs> i don't feel like the audience is being addressed enough mm-hmm. in horror movies like like i said we you had that personal thing with the crypt keeper and with the creep from creep show and with serling like they would actually mm-hmm. they would like acknowledge us and acknowledge that people watch the show and like the crypt keeper like you could like he knows he has a fan base and and that's who he's talking to every thing cuz like you know fans are what really makes these shows like have their appeal especially cult appeal that's what cult mm. is all about you know like exactly so i i feel like horror is missing that sure like the stories can relate to us personally like stories about grief stories about mm. mental anguish like stuff like hereditary like sure everyone can relate to that on some level but like we, we don't need someone to explicitly talk to us to spell everything out to us mm-hmm. we just need to be like at least addressed yeah and i want to say appreciated because n- not a lot of people are into horror even nowadays yeah
0: because if the Cryptkeeper tells me to pay attention to this hack yeah. episode yeah so that's coming up on me like fuck yeah fuck yeah I exactly it's yeah. yeah hacks whatever it's like, you like know, thank you for I that pun be-
1: sir <laughs> i will fucking watch anything you want me to like exactly. <laughs>
0: I frequently try to make my puns based on like something the Crypt Keeper would say.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, everything you do is like a pun.
0: I mean, I don't know. I guess that's just my approach with grave discussions too, but I just love it. He he's my favorite. You know, I haven't watched like a lot of the hosted horror stuff. I know a lot about it, but Tales from the Crypt is like my probably number one. You know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, for me for for me at least. For all the from all these shows, yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, we had the most... And it's just the most original, like, you know, with the whole puppet and John Casier with the iconic voice and everything. We
1: had yeah. Tales from the Dark Side, too, but we didn't really have, like, a host. We just had, like, a yeah. voice at the beginning. There is an underworld. Either way, it's George A. Romero, so...
0: Yeah. And then like are you afraid of the dark? Was yeah. I mean he had like the Midnight Society or which whatever. Which
1: was cool. I miss uh, We need stuff yeah. like that too, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the Midnight Society. Like so it, where they acknowledge where they talk to each other about what they're going to talk about instead of acknowledging us, which is pretty kind of douchey, but it's okay.
0: But <laughs> I like, really kind of douchey. But it makes you believe that it's like this is like their world or yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. Which is so. cool.
1: We're That's what we're kind of missing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like hey guys, like we need like Uh, like just like a league of kids who tell each other scary stories you know yeah
0: and and i mean like some of those shows are coming back but we're not really getting a lot of a lot of new stuff i will say i'll round it out by giving a a quick totally biased not paid for plug for joe bob's uh, the last drive-in coming out march 29th on shutter i'm just excited about it since we're having this discussion i just wanted to put it out there pretty soon yeah you don't gotta wait too long yeah and it's gonna be like a whole thing Spring time every friday night at nine all the way through may 24th so it's gonna be there's gonna be some good stuff man i think so but let's move on we've got our last segment coming up and that is the chopping block ah! all right fiends and in the chopping block if you're not familiar with it We take a new movie that came out on streaming services or for rental, and uh, we basically give a short review and tell you if you should watch it or not. And this week we're going to be talking about Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. So you're a kind of new Puppet Master watcher.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of gave it a chance because I heard it's a beloved series, you know, so I was like, let me give it a chance. So I watched the first Puppet Master. I skipped the next 14, I think, or was it 50? <laughs> I think there's like don't know. 11 or something. After and that. then I watched this one. Mm. And my honest opinion, this is about a badass series. Yeah. Now, I kind of didn't want to start watching it because I knew I would have to go out and buy every single movie because, you know, I'm that type of person. If I start liking something and I want to own, like I have the rec collection, mm. the Halloween, the Jason, the Freddy, the Chucky. Like, I can't just have the first movie. The Critters, like, fucking... Yeah. Why don't you help me? I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I try, dude. I got the fucking Subspecies Trilogy, for God's sake. Oh, man. And the fucking Wishmaster.
0: Like yeah. you... But, I mean, at least those are only, like, three or four movie series, which is still kind of a lot, but... Yeah, Puppet Master... And I have the house... Every single dude. fucking house movie. like. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: You, like, just... Uh, Creepshow only had two, but... Look at all the 8 films to die for that I bought. Like, I know. <laughs> there's at least 14 of them. That's more than 8. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Some different seasons, but.
0: but Puppet Master, I think I think this was the 13th movie or something what? like that. It the really flew under the fuck. radar, yeah. Like hardcore horror fans like know about it and most of them like it, but it's pretty underlooked. I I knew
1: about it my whole life. I just never like yeah, really gave it a shot. I didn't know it was going to be some fucking Nazi voodoo priest, man. Yeah,
0: it gets pretty, like, convoluted. Who's <laughs> was
1: a fucking <laughs> necromancer, or dollmancer, yeah. <laughs> whatever the
0: fuck you wanna... So, I guess that's a pretty good segue into, given sort of a brief description of what it is, so pub- this Puppet Master in particular uh, is kind of like a soft reboot of the very first movie. I think it's supposed to reintroduce André Toulon and, um, and the whole... Puppet thing, you know, to new people. Yeah. Uh, because basically it, it recognizes that character and everything, but it doesn't seem to incorporate any of like the other, you know, 55 movies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty soft reboot, but it's still kind of concerning him and everything. So if you've like seen Puppet Master before, you're like, oh, okay, I get why that's important. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's basically like that, but it does. Function as I guess, uh, reimagining and it introduces the Nazi thing like hardcore right away, <laughs> which is, which is interesting yeah, it really right. does. In the first one, we're like, Oh, they're
1: speaking German, yeah, uh, where is where's this yeah. going? We can't tell the direction of this movie, but yeah. we can only assume these are Nazi puppets.
0: I mean, I think at the beginning of the movie, doesn't he, uh, when he, like. When he kills himself. He gets approached by, like, the Nazis. Yeah. So, there's, like, that connection, but then they don't really talk a whole lot about it. Why did Nazis m- go after r-
1: him if he's a Nazi?
0: So, I think, like, the... We are all horrible people <laughs> being
1: Nazis and all, Well, but you're a Nazi who does black magic yeah. and we have to get rid of you.
0: Because, you know, basically what he was like a, that, He was like an alchemist and, you know, he could, like, give inanimate things life. So, the Nazis were, you know, if you believe all the stuff that they were into, like, black magic and everything, I guess they were after his research and his whatever his magic and shit because that's what nazis do i guess you know Yeah, but
1: damn nazis
0: (laughs) so so he didn't want to give it to the nazis obviously and it's explained more in like parts three four and five i think like what happens oh man (laughs) yeah and then like one of them is called axis of evil or some shit i've I've heard of that that one. one yeah so, so they get more into it. I haven't seen like anything past part two, honestly, myself.
1: So. Puppet Master nine and a half. <laughs> there is Heinrich. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's one like specifically called a Retro Puppet Master where it gets into like the Egyptian origins of everything because oh there's some God. Egyptian mysticism involved um, yeah, behind everything or whatever. Or yeah, so it, it gets. It seems like it gets pretty convoluted, but it's still like really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have you have kills. Like, this, you know, this series is so low. Like, it doesn't give a fuck, you know? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's pretty cold. It's got, like, a scene in The Littlest Reich where it's a pretty messed up murder. I told you about it before. Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. I, I won't say anything more. Just watch it. I guess I'll say that much. But it's pretty messed up. The practical effects are actually pretty good in this movie still. Oh, yeah, badass. I thought uh,
1: Thomas Lennon was fucking dope. Yeah. I just didn't expect to see him in this movie. Yeah. As soon as it started I was like, no him? Is he going to play the same monotone character
0: he does in every movie? <gasps> yeah, he did. He is. He's always he's always more in like those uh he's like the chilled guy. I don't know. Like what can I call them? Like what's the guy's name from We're the Millers? I don't know his name, but it's like him. Those kind of <laughs> those kind of comedies. Anyway, it's it's it is weird to see him in a horror movie. Admittedly a horror comedy, but
1: it's a brutal one at, at yeah. that, though.
0: I, I've never really seen him in anything where people are just getting fucking ripped apart and punched to death. No, no, <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. So it, it's it's cool. I like uh, I like seeing that. It's it's welcome. He was uh, he was good in it. He was funny. His uh, friend Markowitz. Oh yeah, he, he was he was pretty funny.
1: Markowitz was it. Uh, no spoilers. Never mind.
0: Okay, had some other pretty good actors as well. Barbara Crampton legendary barbara crampton come in as a carol doreski a security guard she was she was good and then udo kier (laughs) old nosferatu himself as andre toulon so i mean he i will say he was covered in makeup in this film for the most part so except the beginning kind he kind of was but not a hundred percent but i still couldn't tell it was him i guess i don't know I
1: didn't understand the significance of that bar scene, other than the fact that mm-hmm. he was like a Nazi and he yeah. like just hated everyone. It, that was like
0: it was just supposed to paint him as like a piece of shit. Yeah, cause, it did. Because in the in the first movie and like it established, I guess throughout. Like I said, I haven't seen like the later ones, but it seemed like he was not really for the whole Nazi cause. I guess. Yeah but uh, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, it just, it kind of a different portrayal of the character. In this one, he was, I will say definitely a lot more of like a villain, but I guess that's part of it. Like kind of rebooting the series more or less. Does he get
1: stronger as like the more people die? Cause as soon as, uh,
0: so I think the whole like premise, at least of the original franchise is that the way that they're reanimated or something is through this like formula and it, Its main thing is like brain tissue or something like that. So that's plausible. Yeah. If it's following the same, I guess, canon.
1: Weird.
0: Yeah. It is pretty weird. I'm not going to lie. But if you kind of look over that stuff and get into the the puppet murdering. Oh, yeah. The puppet
1: murders are (laughs) dope. And they're like way more brutal in this movie than in the first. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. The advances of uh, fake blood (laughs) and like special effects.
1: And, like, the way they, like, move the puppets when they're killing. Like yeah. Back in the
0: day, it was just kind of goofy. Like, ah, ah, And they'll just throw the puppet across the room. And this yeah. one, they're like, what the... They, they had to use a lot of different camera angles and you know, the 80s and stuff. And back in the day, too. Because, yeah, they just couldn't... Like, they could probably make them, like, fly up to a person. But it would look super obvious. Yeah. You know? So, they had to do these, like, really close-in shots where it was, like, very fast and stuff. So... In this movie, you could actually see, like, Blade walking around. Yeah, that was sick. And it, it actually looked pretty good, so... That was
1: his name, Blade?
0: Yeah, the main guy. Wasn't
1: there another Blade, He but he had one arm and no hair, remember? Mm-hmm. Who was it? Was that the original one or something? Like I don't know. I think that it was just that was...
0: supposed to be a fucked up one.
1: And then, like, he, like, never did anything. Like, yeah. The fuck.
0: Because, you know, in the original series, I mean, he looked different, but he still had basically the same... Yeah, the trench, the trench
1: coat, the, the, yeah. the hat, and... Except in the in the first Puppet Master, you kind of, like, root for the puppets, at least at the end. Yeah. In this one, they're all just assholes.
0: Well, because in the first one, you know, you at least think that they didn't really do anything wrong. They're just living puppets. They got, you know, I don't know, harassed or, <laughs> or whatever. But um, then when you learn that they, like, have to kill people to stay alive or something that's kind of explored more in like the second movie, then you kind of like, okay, maybe they should all burn in a fire. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, kind of in this one though. It's not like that at all. This one is like super balls to the walls and they're all pieces of shit. Evil puppets. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I will say finally though, I do recommend this movie. It's not chopped for me.
1: No, it's not chopped. I'm going to pick it up on 4k.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's dope. And I'm glad that it's like a reboot too because if this was like the 13th movie in that chronology i would just immediately lose more interest in like watching all the other movies yeah know?
1: this this is their 2018 halloween yeah that, and this is that series this is the movie
0: yeah but i will say i thought this was a great return to form and hopefully it introduces a lot more people to Puppet Master. It's kind of hard to get, like, the whole collection. There's, like, a nine-movie pack or something like that. Fuck. And then I think, you know, the other movies are available on streaming services or something. But it's pretty tough, man. There's, like, a whole really ornate box set. But I think it's, like, 200 bucks or something insane. I'd rather just
1: buy each DVD for, like, te- or yeah. Blu-ray for, like, 10 bucks and then... Mm. That way, I save like eighty bucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> I don't care about like the
1: artwork and extras that much, you know.
0: Yeah, some of the movies are available. Like I think, I don't know, like part five is streaming somewhere or something like that. But you know, it, it's it's on Tubi tough. they
1: have a lot, I think, and on Prime I think
0: they've got a few. Yeah, but this one, The Littlest Reich, is available on Shutter, which we talked about previously. So if you guys have Shutter, we recommend that you go check it out definitely yeah and you can let us know what you think about it too we have a uh, facebook instagram and twitter grave disc srd on twitter or just grave discussions and uh, you can also check out our website gravediscussions.net so please contact us leave comments follow like subscribe that way you can listen to all of our stuff when we release the newest episodes and i think that's going to wrap it up for episode 52
1: yes yes join us next week where we bob for apples Okay, no, we're not going to bob for apples, but hey, if Bonabis is down, we might review the Clove Hitch Killer.
0: Oh, I guess you guys will find out next week on grave discussions.
1: <laughs> I like that pause there,
0: that was like a sexy pause. Oh, suspenseful. Aha.
1: This has been an SRD production.